Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo. We bring you hand-selected hosts, podcasts, and talk radio programming with listening options, 24-7 streaming or listen on demand. We also feature one-on-one segments with important guests, people who have something to say that you need to hear. And if you have something to say and would like to be featured on the network, please visit speakuptalkradio.com for all of the details or contact us at pr at speakuptalkradio.com. Well, right now, I am happy to share the air with USA Today bestselling author Terry Keyes. Terry is an award-winning novelist, songwriter, and poet. Terry spent time working in law enforcement and corrections, and he now writes for examiner.com and works in the oil and gas industry. A native of Texas, Terry spends his free time hunting, fishing, and working out. He lives in Dickinson, Texas with his wife and two children. And I hope that you have a moment after the show to visit his website, terrykeysbooks.com. And it's T-E-R-R-Y-K-E-Y-S books.com, terrykeysbooks.com. And we've got a lot to find out today. So welcome to the network, Terry. Hello. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to share you with us. I appreciate that. And I'm kind of interested to know, you are a songwriter? Yes, I uh, actually, I was, I was in a band in, in high school. I played the saxophone, and uh, when I became an adult, I kind of picked up uh, playing guitar. Mm-hmm. And uh, along with that came, you know, doing some songwriting and, uh, you know, fiddling on, on my guitar. That's mm-hmm. kind of what we do here in Texas, ride horses and play guitars, right? <laughs> Oh, I should have had you to play us a little tune, but maybe we'll have to do that some other time. <laughs> I'd like to. You know, I love the saxophone so much that I, I got myself a saxophone. This was many years ago and uh, started to take lessons. I learned how to play Little Brown Jug, and I have to tell you, I've got the moves down. I got the sax moves. I never got past Little Brown Jug, though. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. Uh, yeah, it takes a, take a lot of time to devote to... Uh, to play and play music, and like I said, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy uh, the creativity. Yeah, I play piano. I studied music, so I thought I'd be able to pick that up well, but it's a little bit of a different thing than a keyboard, so maybe one of these days. You still got time. <laughs> I still do have time. So now, what type of writing do you do for the examiner? So I started off writing, uh, I, I used to be a trainer in a former life, so sports performance is, is the, the area where, you know, I, I've, have the most experience, most expertise. Mm-hmm. So I write different sports performance logs, uh, you know, how to run faster, how to have a fast 40 time, how to have a higher vertical. Uh, so articles around um, sports training. Okay. All right. Wow, you are very well-rounded because you're also then a writer of crime thrillers. So I'm, I'm wondering, did your background in law enforcement and corrections, did that point you in that genre direction? I'm not sure. I, I, I would have to say partly. Uh, you know, growing up, I kind of aging myself here, but I used to watch uh, In the Heat of the Night. Uh, great, great, great show. I still watch the reruns, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> and uh, so, and then James Patterson is probably, uh, you know, my, my favorite author. You know, I, I like to read also, and uh, he's probably, you know, one of the people who have read most of his books, if not all of his books. So uh, I think just a combination of, uh, you know, time spent in law enforcement and uh, 
different things that I saw, different things that I heard, things that I got to experience, mm -hmm. and then coupled with, you know, television shows that I like to watch and, you know, just kind of what, what piques my interest. Right, just a, just a merry mix-up of all Terry Keys, right? That's right. <laughs> now, how many books have you written now? So far, we have, I, I have a, a David Porter, that's my, my lead detective, and uh, I have four books that I've written in where David Porter is featured. Uh, so the first three are, are, are trilogy. They all go together. And the last book is a is a standalone, but it still follows you know David Porter as he traverses through Houston, Texas, and, and the world fighting crime. Okay. So the trilogy, what three books are in the trilogy? The three books in the, in the trilogy, the very first book is, is called Chain Guilt. Uh, the second book is called Maximum Guilt. And then the trilogy ends with Game of Guilt. Right. So the three guilt books are part of that trilogy. Maybe give us a sneak peek into the series so uh, we can entice our listeners. So David Porter, he's a uh, he's kind of a kind of a kick-ass kind of guy. Uh, he ex-military, ex-army ranger, um, ex ex-college football player. So it, it follows, you know, his. His journey, he's already an established detective, and, and it kind of kind of runs into uh, something from his past, and uh, he spends in these, these first three books trying to uh, trying to get it all sorted out, and there's some, some good twists and turns along the way. I, uh, as a writer, I like to play games with, with my audience, and uh, just when you think you got something figured out, uh, it's a, a, a twist. That, that no one saw coming. <laughs> it keeps them on the edge of their seat. That's right. Yeah, I take I take pride in, in trying to not let my audience figure out what the heck is going on. So this David Porter, where did he come from? So David Porter, he is a uh, a mixture of what I consider to be a, a stand-up detective. He's a he's a Family Guy. Uh, like I said, he's, he's ex-military. He's got two daughters. Uh, he's got a wife, and he, he he's a super family guy. And but at the same time, he's a detective, so he's uh, constantly at risk with his life, and constantly, you know, not getting sleep and not being home because he's trying to solve these crimes and, and get these uh, these bad people off the streets, right? All right, so that's David Porter, and that's Chained Guilt, Maximum Guilt, and Games of Guilt, and uh, that's your trilogy. Now you also have Death Toll Rising and Lie No More. Which one came next? So the the next book that came out was Death Toll Rising, mm -hmm. and again, it, it follows David Porter also. Okay. And Lie No More was a standalone book that I did, and it was, it was actually the first standalone book. And now I'm currently working on, uh, and this will be, I guess, this is the first time that anyone will hear this. So I, I wrote Death Horizon as a standalone, and I got so many requests from readers, uh, you know, saying they didn't want the story to end, you know, they wanted more, they wanted more of this storyline. And uh, the book does not end in the cliffhanger, but I did leave it open for, you know, the possibility of, of one day, you know, turning that into a trilogy. So that that is something that I'm working on now. So I the second book in the Death Horizon trilogy I am working on now, and it's called Terror Lane. Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be out later this year. Okay. 
And um, so, yeah. Quite interesting titles, Terror Lane and Death Toll Rising. Yeah, I, uh, it, the titles, there's something I, that I spend a, a lot a lot of time, a tremendous amount of time, you know, trying to get something that's new and catchy. And, I mean, all you have to do is go to Amazon and, and see there's hundreds of thousands of millions of, of book titles. So you try to come up with something that's, you know, catchy, clever, and, and you know, unique at the same time. Mm-hmm. That is a challenge to come up with the title, and you can't spend quite a bit of time on that. I understand that. So then, Lie No More, that came out after Death Toll Rising? Yeah, so actually, last year, I, I joined a, an anthology. So there was 20, 20 other authors, and we all got together, and uh, we all wrote wrote a book, and, and we you know had it together, had it on Amazon for about four months, you know, where you could you know, purchase make one purchase and get all, all 20 books. And uh, my my contribution to that box set was, was Lie No More. And uh, I've gotten some good reviews on it. And like I said, it's, it's another standalone book. It does not follow. David Porter is, is not the, the central character in that book. It's actually uh, uh, from a female point of view, mm-hmm. which, was, which was new for me, which is something different. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's just a uh, lie no more. And, and sure, it is, uh, is about a housewife who finds something disturbing one day uh, while while doing her laundry, and it takes her, you know, through some twists and turns that that she didn't see coming, and that I don't think anyone else will, will see coming either, all the way to the very end. <laughs> How was it to write from a female point of view? You took on that challenge. Was it easier than you thought? From a creative standpoint, it was just the same. Uh-huh. From an emotional standpoint, I, I tried to make sure I captured uh, things from you know different different view. I didn't you know when you, when you're trying to when you're writing writing characters and you know trying to stay in character. You know each character ha- has their own unique uh, viewpoints, their own unique perspectives uh, on life. And trying to not only stay in character, but stay in, in, a, in a female character was, I, I don't think it was any more difficult. Uh, like I said, especially from a creative standpoint, I did find myself going back, you know, second and third uh, edits mm-hmm. and making sure it's actually sounded, you know, like something a, a, a woman, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not to be stereotypical, but, you know, something a woman would say versus, you know, David Porter, who's, you know, a tough, rough. No, ex-armed ranger detective. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when you said that. I thought, wow, your first few books, you were really into the the brain of David Porter, and I wondered if he kept popping in every now and then. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I have uh, very, very good beta readers also, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, I tried to make sure, and you know, as, as I think back, didn't have, I didn't have one person, you know, that was, that was one of my specific questions when I wrote this book to my beta readers was to make sure, you know, that this, this female character, this main, you know, that was driving the story, right. it was actually from the perspective of a female and, you know, and it stayed, stayed consistent and mm-hmm. stayed true. Mm-hmm. Well, bravo for you. You're broadening yourself, too, as a writer. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. How was it for the anthology? Were you given parameters? Well, there there was, uh, there was a broad, broad parameter. I mean, we had a, you know, a, 
storyline that we were trying, we were all trying to say, and we all were aiming to, you know, write a, a thriller of some sort. It didn't have to be a crime thriller. It didn't have to be in a certain country or a certain setting. Uh, and I actually, it was, like I said, it was my first one. And from that, I, I joined two others this year that I'm currently writing stories for. Uh, and I've gotten, you know, a lot of people send me emails and questions asking, hey, you know, why why did you join this box set? You know, we think it's cool. Uh, we got a chance to, you know, make one purchase and get, you know, 20 books. And for me, it's an opportunity to, to hook up and, with new authors uh, and kind of expand my audience and, you know, get out and get in front of people who, you know, I may not have, have reached otherwise. Absolutely. It's a great marketing idea because each of the authors have their own fans and following, and so they all come together, and then they discover you. So it's a pretty brilliant idea, actually. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Like I said, I, I've gotten uh, two others I'm, I'm involved in this year, and both of those books release. I think one releases at the end of August and then the other one beginning of November. So later this year for both of those. Wow, you got a lot going on. Now, Palace Passion. I was, I was wondering when you were going to ask me about that. So, <laughs> yes, so Palace Passion, I, I, most of the books I read, and then when I say most, I would say 99.9% are in the the genre that I write in, which is crime thriller. But I, I, I delved into reading some steamier, in air quotes, uh, books this year. Uh, with the sole purpose of, you know, trying to expand uh, and, and write in, into a different genre. So you asked me earlier about, you know, writing from a female uh, perspective, uh, like I did in Line No More. But this, this, this book, Palace Passion, I'm actually going to go back and forth between uh, my main lead character, who's the guy, and my main female character uh, as a girl. So... That that should be that should be interesting and and also it's in the the erotic erotica genre. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I've sent out a couple of chapters to a few few beta readers, you know, kind of get their feel for it, and, and so far everything has come back pretty positive. Oh, I love that for you. I really do. I love it when an author takes a leap to say, okay, I've done this. I feel comfortable with it. I've mastered that. What else can I? dip my toe in and yeah challenge for you but a lot of growth i'm sure a lot of growth and yeah leap uh will be putting in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> really from a crime thriller to erotic right yeah that, that's it so i'm i've already started working on building that fan base and like i said i've, I've sent out a, you know a few sample chapters and you know gotten some early feedback and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it it's coming along well Wow, I'm excited for you. Covers, I found your covers to be very fascinating. How did those come about? Well, I have I have a few artists that I've worked with. So, and you know, the thing about this industry is the the more you you know you get out and you have this great tool now, the internet, where you know it's made the world so small now. And I've been able to meet so many interesting people along the way and. You talk to one author, and he recommends this cover artist and that cover artist, and and before you know it, you've got a, a whole new world in front of you in regards to contact. So I found you know various websites where I go to, and it's kind of just like my you know book titles. I mean, you spend so much time you know going through covers and giving ideas to artists, and you know trying to trying to get it just right because you know a, a great cover can be the you know difference between 
I'm going to stop in for two seconds and taking a look at your book cover and, and and delving in and reading a little bit about it to someone moving on to the next book. Yeah, the shelf space is crowded and you only have a moment. And as you say, between the title and the cover, you've got to grab them. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that that's the goal. And, and, you know, obviously now I've gotten a couple of thousand fans and and now, you know, I have people who wait for my next book to come out and you know, I send them an email and they go buy it and they don't care what the cover looks like. <laughs> but, you know, initially, you know, trying to trying to catch the eye and catch the attention of, you know, a potential new reader, you know, those, those things are definitely important. Mm-hmm. That's got to feel so good to have fans. And as you say, you send them an email, they go do what they're supposed to do. They go buy the book. Right. Yeah. And it's been, it's been interesting. You know, I, I started, started writing books because, you know, I thought I had, you know, something, a unique voice that I, I could offer to the industry. And I've, I've gotten so many, you know, hundreds of, of emails and, and, and now people don't have to snail mail, uh, letters anymore to an author. They can just, you know, two seconds shoot me an email and I got it instantly. Uh, but I, I've had so many people who reached out to me. And you know, with, with kind words and words of encouragement, and and it just just it's 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 been overwhelming at times. You know, I, I've had a I've had a couple of people who who are writing me, and you know, we developed a relationship back and forth where they you know telling me about their their life and their life stories, and and you know some of the trials that they go through, and you know how they look forward to you know just getting getting that next book from me. Wow. And you know that that's kind of that, that's kind of been. It's been, a, it's been a blessing that I didn't see coming. Powerful, isn't it? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that, that you could make a difference in somebody's world. And, and these are just the few people that are mentioning it to you. Imagine how many other people out there who don't say anything to you or take the time to reach out to you, but yet you're still impacting their, their lives. So, uh, yeah, very important work. Yes, ma'am. Yes, and now you've won some awards, too, so it's not just your fans. The industry has given you some awards. Let's talk about some of those. Yes, yes, so I, uh, you know, after I wrote the, my, my first book, Chain Guilt, uh, turned it into to my editor, and, you know, she, she called me after she finished, and, you know, she said, you know, what are your, what are your next plans? And, you know, you know, she sent me a list of, obviously this was several years ago, she sent me a list of, of different uh, awards that, that I could, you know, enter and, and try to win. And I, you know, I, I took her word for it, and I was like, you know, well, maybe, maybe she's just being nice because, you know, I paid her a lot of money to edit my book. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I didn't know, you know, and at that point I had no fans besides my friends and my family. And so I, I went several years without entering, you know, any any of these contests. And even even now to this point, you know, I've only entered, entered a couple. Uh, trying to spend most of my time writing. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I, I entered uh, the NIEA uh, contest, which is you know a pretty pretty big contest. It gets a lot of a uh, lot of submissions. Yes. And uh, you know, I, I entered it, and I, to be honest with you, I never thought twice about it again after I entered. It was several months later that you know I got a got an email, then I got a you know packet in the mail, et cetera, et cetera, and mm-hmm. and I was I was it, it kind of gave me some validation that you know I needed it because at the time I had you know a lot of a lot of fans, 
you know, I finally started getting people who didn't know me personally, mm-hmm. sending, sending emails, et cetera. And, uh, but when I got there, it, it, it felt, it felt good. It was, it was great to, to have a, you know, a set of eyes and a, you know, set of critical eyes that they were looking at, you know, hundreds and thousands of people's work, you know, out, out of all of those, you know, the authors who, who've done amazing work, you know, you know, pick mine and say, you know, this is, this is the best crime thriller that we, we got submitted to us this year. Wow. That was, that was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. You must have been jumping up and down, and your family must have been thrilled as well. I, I was. I, I, I was. That was a pretty exciting moment for us. <laughs> so your family's probably thrilled, not just that you won the awards, but just all of the work that you're doing. It's such a legacy that you can leave behind. What is their reaction to you and for you? Well, I guess their reaction depends on which of them you ask. So I, I, as you mentioned at the beginning of the interview, I do have two kids. They're both uh, they're teenagers, so uh, both in high school. My 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 daughter is she's slowly coming around to you know dad dad's an author and you know her friends come over and I have a have a huge bookshelf in my upstairs living room that has you know I don't know probably 150 200 books on it and you know I have mine sprinkled in you know with, with those books and. You know, sometimes their, their friends will be over and they'll look over at the shelf and they'll see the name and they'll pull it out and they're like, did you write this? I'm like, yeah, I wrote it. <laughs> and and uh, so they're, they're, they they the teenagers are, are slowly coming around. Well, again, Terry, what a message, and you're not even having to speak it, but what a message for them to say, wow, this is maybe something I could do sometime. Sure, and, and I've actually had several of them say, hey, you know, I... I started this book, and you know, you know, I, when I get finished, you know, with writing the chapter, I, I'll let you read it, and you can tell me what you think about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that's important because um, I, right now, and you know, I tell my kids all the time, they like to read. Mm-hmm. And what, what they're reading right now is just Snapchat and text messages mm-hmm. and and Twitter. So I'm like, you guys enjoy reading. You read all day on your phone. Uh, but you know, trying to get you know this this age and this generation to, to Read a book. Uh, it's, it's become, I, I feel like, more of a challenge than it used to be mm-hmm. uh, and because now you have more distractions than, than we had uh, when I grew up. I mean, we didn't have the cell phone, so uh, that's one, one distraction that these guys have now that didn't have before. So anytime I can get, get my book in the, in the hands of, of a, a young person, I, I definitely do that. Yep. Good for you, and I agree. We've kind of turned a corner, I believe, as far as young readers. So hopefully the the adults that are left that still consider reading important will try to do something about that. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, books can take you uh, books can take you places that you you wouldn't ordinarily get to go to. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you know you talked about your fans. For other authors who may be listening to this how do you go about getting fans? What is your best way to reach out to people and, and get a response from them? Well, I, uh, I, I go about it a few different ways. The, the, the way I've, I've probably gained the most fans is, and, and you have, before I say this, I know it'll be controversial because I know it, there's a lot of authors who say, you know, I've, I've spent, you know, two months, three months, six months writing this book, spending this time, this energy, and, you know, I've paid a professional editor to come look at it, and I've gotten a book cover, and I've got the perfect title, and you just give it away for free. So I've given away my my first copy 
Shane Gill. I've, I've given that, that novel away over 100,000 times. It's been downloaded over 200,000 times. And why do I do that? Because, like you said earlier, there's so many, there's millions of books on Amazon right now. And, you know, you have James Patterson, Harlan Coben, Stephen King. You have all these, you know, authors that you can just go into H-E-B or Kroger and, and, and see their book. And, you know, it's, it's flipping through, trying to find something new to read. And, and for me, it's just a way to give back. Uh, yes, I did spend a lot of time and energy and effort and money, et cetera. But for me, I can I can give away a free book. And then maybe someone who wouldn't have read, you know, a Terry Cheese book before will come back and say, you know what, this guy's really good. You know, let me buy book two, book three. And, and, and now I, I have a new fan that I may not have otherwise gotten. Absolutely. You probably wouldn't have, as you say, because the competition is so stiff. But if people can get something for free, they'll give it a try. And if they like it, well, then they're hooked, especially with your characters. You know, they had to come back and see what David Porter was up to. Yeah, that's, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've had, you know, I have had other authors who say, hey, you know, when you give your book away for free, you know, devalues, you know, our work, um, and et cetera. And I, I, I understand, but at the same time, I, I give away, on average, 150 to 200 books a day, uh, Chain Guild is downloaded. And that's just, you know, 100 to 200 people who may may not have heard of Terry Keys or may not have given Terry Keys an opportunity had that, that avenue not existed. Well, it's like your sacrificial book. That's correct. Yeah, yes, ma'am. I get it. And then you also have an audio book, right? Yeah, so I went on and, and did, did some research and... Uh, Jeffrey Kafer, who's done a thousand, literally, and thousands of, of, of books. I hooked up with Jeffrey, and we, you know, I told him, you know, a little bit about my character, who he was, and et cetera, and he read through the manuscript, and, and he, he took it on. So, yes, the, the first book, Sand Guilt, is available uh, on, on audiobook. And I, I have a, a huge, you know, group of people who, who are waiting, anxiously waiting for me to get the rest of my books downloaded on, uh, you know, as audio files so they can be listened to as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a whole audience that really prefers the audio side of, uh, of books. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So as you've been writing these books, you're obviously growing. What have you learned about yourself that maybe surprised you? Oh, that's a good question. I don't think I've been asked that question before. <laughs> I'll give you a good, uh, a good example. So I'm writing right now for one of the box sets that comes out later this year. Uh, it's a the character is going to be I, when I, when I sat down and started, I, I decided uh, I want a new detective. So uh, I'll have a new detective to go along with with David Porter. I won't give away his name now, but he's got a he's got a cool name. Uh, but along with that, I decided. Well, I need this guy to have a a villain who is is worthy of, of battling this detective. So I started writing from the villain's perspective, <clears throat> and I wrote, you know, chapter one. I sat down, I decided who this guy was going to be, and I wrote chapter one. And when I finished, I went back and I read this this prologue, this chapter one, and I said to myself, man, this is this is really, really sinister. Like, this guy is, 
I, I don't know how I tapped into this guy or where he exists in my subconscious, but this this guy is not good. And you know, I, I let several several people read it, and they all came back. And I actually put the first two paragraphs uh, in the in our form that we had for our box set, where just other authors could see it. And all twenty of them came back and said, "Oh my God, dude, this is." Like, where did you get this guy from? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've, I've actually had several people who have read my first book and, you know, talked to other people who got back to me and said, hey, I'd I, I be careful about that Terry guy. I don't, I don't really know about him. So uh, I, I have, I've learned that um, deep down inside, at least in me, there's a, there's a creative side where I can kind of, you know, zone out and plug into someone else, and 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 be that someone else, even if it's you know for five minutes or ten minutes or you know, and then really submerge myself into the character. Mm-hmm. This guy, he he's very uh, he's pretty dark. Uh, I'll just put it that way. He's pretty dark. Uh, I would I would think uh, Anthony Hopkins that that dark, uh, and that, that was a great. Great, great book and, and 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 movie. Jodie Foster did a great job in that also. I'm sort of of the land. Uh, so it, he's 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 that dark. He's, he's, I, and I wanted to make make a character that was uh, not only worthy but but uh, someone who'd be memorable. Mm-hmm. Well, you're definitely stretching yourself, and I just find that to be very exciting for you personally. Well, we've covered quite a bit today, but before we start to wrap up, is there anything we missed that you wanted to talk about? I think just just for me, I appreciate the platform getting getting my voice out and and then letting letting new people find out about you know Terry Keys and who Terry Keys you know is as, as a person and and then you know as, as a creator also. So I, I do think one of the things that I wanted to to discuss we kind of hit on it a little bit earlier, yeah. but just with I've gotten so many people, you know, as as an author, you know, who who come come to me, you know, whether it was at an expo or book signing and or I, I it was a local bookstore and I'm I'm devastated to even talk about this, but we had a local bookstore here in our in our, our community and uh so we had Hurricane Harvey last year. And uh it just devastated, you know, our area and just the bookstore where you know she was, she had several of my books. You know, you know I'm a local guy, and she was you know thrilled to, to have my books. And and now a matter of hours, you know, every book that she had in her store is is gone. Uh, you know that their their store was probably a hundred feet from the bayou that overflowed, mm-hmm. and it totally destroyed destroyed the bookstore, destroyed every book in there. So I drove by one day, and I saw this mountain of thousands of books that oh. were just ruined, oh. and yeah, it, I, it almost brought me to tears. Yeah. I, I actually pulled over yep. and and and, walk, and drove over and you know kind of sorted sorted through the books, you know, to see if there was anything that was you know salvageable or you know, and it was just complete complete water damage of, of all of them. It was, it was terrible. Wow. No, it was it was definitely not a good thing, especially for someone who. Who enjoys reading and enjoys learning and enjoys knowledge, uh, yeah, and uh, it was tough. And you know, I know for her that was, you know, that, that was a livelihood. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and and within, you know, like I said, uh, a few hours, uh, the entire entire bookstore is, is gone, just yeah. just like that. Our hearts go out to the bookstore and to the folks that own it. It, it was was a rough time for fun. everybody. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I yeah, I, I definitely definitely feel terrible terrible for them. If there was something you know I can do, if I win the lottery, I, I'm, I'm definitely that's going to be the first place that some of my <laughs> money goes is to. Reach out to her and get her bookstore going again. Well, God bless you. That's a very noble and worthy cause. You're a good man, Terry Keys. Now, where can folks go then to learn more about you and where can they purchase your books? If you'd like to, you can go to my website, which is terrykeysbooks.com. That's Terry, T-E-R-R-Y, K-E-Y-S, books with an S, dot com. Uh, on my website, you can find out a little bit more about me. You can find out where to purchase my books. You can find out which books I have coming out next. There's also uh, tabs there to where you can reach me on Facebook or reach me on Twitter. Uh, I started about six months ago doing something pretty cool with uh, for my fans, just an, another way to give back uh, through my newsletter, which you can also subscribe to on my website. Uh, I randomly select people who open and read my my newsletter, and what I do is I send them send them a book. I sign them sign a book and autograph it, and I, I mail it to them. And they in turn take a picture of them holding the book, and I I add it to my fans page on on my website. So that's just a way you know I can give back to my fans and uh, you know a little something different that you know I hadn't seen in years off too. I saw that on your site as well, and I thought, that is very cool. And no, I have not seen that before. So congratulations. That's that's a pretty good idea. Thank you. Yes. All right, my friend, terrykeysbooks.com. Any final words before we say goodbye? Hello. Again, I, I appreciate the time. I, I'd love for you guys to go and, and check it out and, and give, give David Porter an opportunity. I think, think he will be uh, highly, highly, highly for you do. All right. And that three box set is Chained Guilt, Maximum Guilt, and Games of Guilt. We have Death Toll Rising, Lie No More, Terror Lanes coming out, and Palace Passion, and lots more to find out. Head over to Terry's website, terrykeysbooks.com. Terry, what a pleasure to have this opportunity to chat with you today. Thank you so much. And as these new books come out, maybe we can do this again. Sure. I'd love to. Thank you.